Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is uh, Guest Thursday, and uh, Kathy, we have some really special guests, uh, Jeff and Angela uh, Lamont from uh, Texas. Uh, they're friends Excellent. of Bob and Carrie, Bob and Carrie Rockwell, uh, who have a couple of our favorite people. Help them uh, grow. <laughs> and where 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 exactly do you guys live? What town do you live in? We live in Allen, which is about a half an hour north of Dallas. Okay, so Allen, Bob and Carrie are from McKinney, which I think is just right up the street from them. So mm-hmm. if anybody knows Dallas, Plano, Allen, McKinney, uh, north east side, I guess it would be of, of Dallas and. Uh, you guys are at summertime, and uh, how's it going down there? <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hot. Yes. Yeah, you've had... Very uh, hot, but thinking about cooling down, we're starting to see some rain, which is nice. Yeah. You have, uh, gosh, what do you have, like 50-some days of, of 100 or so? Yeah, it, I am hoping that we don't blow past the 1980 record year that we had uh, 42 years ago now. But, uh, you know, I, I think this is part of just living here sometimes. We all have air conditioning. Mm. <laughs> Aren't you thankful <laughs> for that? It's a good, it's a good thing. Um, so tell us briefly, uh, you know, how many years you've been married and how many, how many kids you got? Then we'll, we'll get into your story a little bit. But uh, tell us just overview of uh, where you guys are. Well, we celebrate our 22nd anniversary on September 2nd. Beautiful. Oh, congratulations. Think, uh, thank you. you. Um, and then we have been blessed with uh, two kids. We have a daughter who is headed off to college tomorrow. Whoa. And, and where is son, she heading to? She is headed to Abilene Christian University. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's uh, a great spot for her. The student-teacher ratio is fantastic. She's going to be looking at a nutrition program mm. with a desire to push that towards a, a pre-med. She has a desire to become a physician, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Beautiful. Good for her. She'll be a freshman there this year. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. My youngest daughter will be a freshman in school this year, too. So, uh, yeah. yeah, and our grandson's going to be a freshman at Baylor. So, he's yeah, he is. That's he's right. there we already now, right? Yeah, he's joined already. Yeah, and so, um, she was, you guys uh, headed over tomorrow. You're going to drive a spot at Baylor, too. Are you going to drive over tomorrow with her? And yeah. yeah, tomorrow morning we leave with all of her stuff and maybe a little too much but uh mm-hmm. she gets to start figuring out life as an adult which is pretty exciting yeah. it's a, a bittersweet moment for us as a family uh, but i can't wait to see where god takes her what he's got in store for her she's got a fantastic heart and a wonderful mind she'll do extremely well that's exciting and that's what abilene's with about a three four hour drive three three yeah. hours yeah yeah neat well, that's exciting. We're going to learn more about your story. Uh, maybe we can start with uh, each of you, if you would, uh, share, uh, you know, where you grew up and how did you come to know Christ in, in your life? Um, either one of you can start and we'll have the other one join us. So, 
Okay, he's he's knocking me. So I okay. uh, so I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, Midwestern mm-hmm. girl. Um, I was raised um, in kind of like a Italian Catholic culture. My mom's side is very Italian, Sicilian, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't know how many people know how many Italians actually settled in St. Louis. So uh, our family was no different. My dad is Irish, so a lot of Irish and Italian people intermarried um, when they came through Ellis Isle and all that. So I'm the product of that. And um, keeps you lively. Yes, I'm very lively. <laughs> uh, was raised more in that Italian vibe because my parent, my mom's side was very, very close, and we would come. Um, everybody would come to our house on the weekends. But my um, so Italian uh, Catholic. Catholic, really more formality. Um, and then my parents actually got a divorce when I was about six years old, mm. which I always say is kind of like, you know, my, it was like a major wound in my life. Yeah. And mm. um, cause I was the youngest and, um, and so, and my mom, she was a devout Catholic, um, did everything right, marrying uh, as a virgin and doing all the things, but, then when they got divorced, the Catholic Church actually kicked her out of the church. Oh my! Uh, and it was extremely wounding to her, and as a result, was kind of um, she kind of went the opposite and went kind of very new age, kind of seeking and those kind of things. So we kind of went through a lot of different kind of spiritual kind of exploration with her as um, a young girl, and um, so I and then I would go to like you know, like a Presbyterian church with some good friends and do like vacation Bible school. And I remember kind of giving my life to Christ around that time. Like, I guess I was like 10 to 12 years old. And I remember it feeling very impressionable, but not, you know, life shifting. Um, as my family would say that Angela seems to have always known that there was a God. Like I've always had kind of that, yeah. that spiritual um, kind of just knowing, but it wasn't until I was um, in my mid twenties and I went through a really bad breakup that that sent me completely on my knees. And um, a friend of mine invited me to church at the right time. Um, it was uh, Fellowship Church of Las Colinas at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Ed and Lisa Young, um, who ended up, you know, ended up growing into the mega church of um, Fellowship Church. So, uh, but my life completely shifted at that point, like monumental shift. And um, that's really the, where my spiritual birth began. And I've never been the same since. Mm. And so that was kind of how it all happened for me. Great. And when, what were you doing when, uh, when you were in your, uh, uh, when you joined that church in your 20s, what were you doing then? Well, it was the first time that I was single for the first time because I've always, like, I had a boyfriend since so I was 15 years old. And so God was calling me to be single and really get to know him. Um, I knew I had to do that because I was creating similar um, relational situations over and over again. Um, you know, dating somebody that, had that little fatal flaw but was good inside and i'd always want to try to fix them and stuff so <laughs> that was kind of me and um how'd that work result, out <laughs> that wasn't working no, yeah. kind of more of like you know the bad boy type so 
I said, I would rather be single for the rest of my life than to marry somebody like that. So I had a lot to work on myself um, in order to be the person God wanted me to be. And so for nine months, I really did make a point of being single, which for me was a very long time. <laughs> so uh, just very active um, single ministry there. They had like flag football. Um, I went on, you know, I was very active in the, like the social groups and things like that. Um, where I eventually met him in a small group. So. Yeah. And you were, were you working then or in school or what were you doing then? Yeah, I was actually, um, so I got my associate's degree, but I was working my way up in corporate marketing. Um, and I became a marketing manager, but I was always very interested in, in wellness and nutrition. So around 1820, I started really getting into working out and health and, Mm. um, and I really felt very passionate about that. Um, and so I really wanted to go back to school to be a dietitian, but I was really afraid of uh, the sciences and how that would play out and everything. And I worked my way up in corporate marketing until I kind of hit that glass ceiling. It was like either um, you go back to school to get a marketing degree right. or you just quit your job. And I had worked my way up to a really good uh, manager position, even with an associate's degree. But as it would um, happen, it just like really nothing was going um anywhere at that company i had to make a decision so when jeff and i got engaged it was either we were engaged at what 28 we got married in 29 something along yeah so it was either i go back to school or we start a family after we get married and um we prayed about it and it was like Angela's going, I want to go back to school. So mm-hmm. um, it was kind of just like dominoes falling because, you know, God's calling my life uh, to be in the nutrition and wellness industry was very, very clear because as soon as we made the decision and halved our income, which, by the way, I was bringing in almost half our income at the time as newlyweds, um, like God gave him a raise and like mm-hmm. all these crazy things happened. You just kept opening door after door after door. It was unbelievable. Um, the people that were around us at the time couldn't believe it. And, and so, um, yeah. And then I, the sciences that I was so afraid of, I ended up getting straight A's in. So <laughs> <laughs> that is all God for sure. That's neat. I will come back to that again. Uh, Jeff, how about you? How do you come to know Christ? Um, I have a different story it's uh, you know i think oftentimes opposites attract in marriage and and this is kind of similar on those lines so i came from a very traditional very stable upbringing um i have two parents who knew christ and and followed god's example throughout their whole lives they weren't perfect um we i went through a period where i was early teen years where they got upset with people running a church and pushed away from the institution of a church at the time. Um, looking back on that, I wish they hadn't, but that was a decision they made. Yeah. Um, so seven or eight, sitting in a Sunday school classroom, I gave my life over to the Lord. And where, where is this I, at? Where is this at? This was at a small church in Arlington, Texas. Arlington, so I grew okay. up here, local to the Dallas area. Yeah, that's not too far from. So Dallas, you're a, you're right? a no. you're a real Texan, huh? I suppose. Uh, I was a bit of a military brat, so my birth certificate says Mather Air Force Base out in California, which yeah. doesn't exist anymore. But um, Dad went into the Air Guard to not have to go to Vietnam, and I'm very glad that he was smart enough to do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's 
it was a great stable upbringing. Um, looking back, yeah, there's certainly things that weren't perfect, but I always felt loved. I always felt cared for and came from a place of great security. Um, so much so that I had a belief, which I still do, that I can do anything I put my mind to. And so as I hit late teens, early 20s, college years, I took that probably too literally <laughs> and decided that, well, I don't really need this God guy so much because I can handle <laughs> right. almost everything on my own. I got this, right? And It's amazing you know, how we think we can do that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> I tried. And, uh, you know, I got to a point where uh, I wouldn't listen and I wouldn't listen and I wouldn't listen. And I kept trying and things just weren't working. Um, hit a spot where I don't know that I could have mentally, I, I don't think I could have handled dropping any lower. Mm. Um, had lost a job, didn't have anything working in my you know early 20s as far as you know having come out of school and it, it just things weren't things weren't going well. Um, and kind of like Angela, I had a friend invite me back to church. Well, but you also went through a bad breakup. We both went to church because yeah. we had gone through a catastrophic breakup individually, which is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. mine was a little, yeah, it, it was more than just a bad breakup. Like I said, nothing was working in my life. Um, so I tried my way and failed miserably at it. And as soon as I brought God back in as a priority in my life, things started to work. Job offers started coming through. Um, I had been at fellowship a little longer and fellowship was real big on small groups, especially the singles ministry at the time was probably 12 to 1400 strong. Mm -hmm. um, just a massive idea to make a strong singles ministry to grow a church. Brilliant idea. Yeah, Everybody is this knows. where the two of you end up meeting? It mm -hmm. is. So um, she invited me to a small group and Sunday nights had been family night for my family forever. I had told everybody else no that had a Sunday evening small group until she asked. <laughs> and oh, back, back up, wait a minute, back up one step. How did you first meet each other? At church. So we were both part of that same singles ministry at Fellowship Church. Okay. Yeah, and we would see each other like there was a there's a co-ed flag football teams that, you know, get together on the weekends and I would see him and, um, you know, they would also have their own singles kind of uh, service after the main service. So it was very social and I was in charge of inviting people to the small group. So um, I would kind of mill around and, and talk and uh, flutter around and he was one of the people that I invited to our small group. So. Okay, so at that at that time You were really just inviting him as anybody you would invite and I and I know you but come to the small group It wasn't that yeah. I really really like you and I want to be with you yet. It was just just come to, come to the it would just come you're, yeah. you're you're a body so come to the small group <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Okay um, I couldn't say no and I, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't say no um, something in me just compelled me to say yes. Okay. And while she's obviously very attractive, it, it it wasn't about that. It was, you know, why did I say yes to this when I have had standing plans forever with, with my family? And I made the commitment to go. My yes is my yes. My no is my no. Yep. So I showed up and really enjoyed it. Um, hmm. 
we were doing a study on the song of solomon yeah. <laughs> i had that started i think like two or, or three meetings after i joined we and for any of you out there if you haven't heard or or listened to or watched uh, tommy nelson uh, does a terrific song of solomon study where he really breaks it down it's absolutely fantastic it's perfect for couples I couldn't Great for singles. On, I couldn't find it online. We were going to gift a couple um, that, and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I don't know if they have it anymore. I hope it's still in circulation. It's um, amazing. Great. Okay, so, so you guys are now part of the small group. How did you now come together as a couple? Well, you know, I think most of your listeners probably know what Song of Solomon is about. But for those who don't, it's all about relationships. Yeah. And so it follows Solomon. Um, in his, it's a great love story. Uh, it shows what to do in a relationship. It shows the mistakes that they made. There is um, sexual content in it. And so that makes some of us a little uncomfortable in a co-ed small group sitting with a bunch of singles and odd glances <laughs> get traded across the room. And well, it, it is hard to take my eyes off of Angela anyway. So. <laughs> Being in a church setting, I always was very careful about asking any of the single women out. It wasn't the reason that I was there. It's a great place to meet other people, but I didn't want a reputation, and neither did Angela, of having been somebody that was there just to date around. Um, mm -hmm. And so we had done a couple of group things and got along great. We had a, obviously some small spark. And then I invited her to go to the Byron Nelson golf tournament with mm -hmm. me one Sunday after church. And she said, yes. I said, yes, even though I just gave my tickets away. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. It was really weird. I was like, why did I say yes? And, and so that was, and I ended up going with him and his sister. His sister is a few years younger. Okay. And we had an amazing time. I was, I was thinking it's just totally, a, you know, friend zone type of situation. And we were laughing so hard. Um, we just really like each other's personality. We really, really had a lot of fun. And his sister wasn't bad either. So I think that was, to me, was like a friend situation. I don't know what he mm. thought, but uh, then he asked me out to dinner. Yeah, that was a little exploration. I wasn't sure what might be possible there. But, yeah. Um, I know now. Yeah. <laughs> God knew what was possible. Yeah. So how long? kept orchestrating. How long did you guys? I was going to say God did date? a lot of orchestrating. How, in this how long did you? Like. How long did you date be of when you get before you got married? Um, almost three years. Uh, but we were engaged for about the last six months of that. But three years, two years. No, it was. I'd call it maybe two and a half. Okay, but, he's better at, at times than me. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it was the first time that I had ever gone into a relationship and said, you know what, I've been doing everything else God's way and it's working for me. Let's do relationship God's way. Yeah. And so we were careful about what we did and what we went into. And um, I think it still is uh, still is working that way today. And he, he was somebody totally unlike anybody I've ever dated. Like, um, it's just amazing in those nine months how God changed like what I was attracted to. Um, mm. He healed a lot of things in my heart. Um, and I started seeing the things that are truly attractive in a man. Um, 
to be really attractive. Like, whereas, you know, not playing games and being really straightforward and, um, and all of those things. So when he came around, even though I was like, man, he's a little like, like he doesn't play anything. Like after, after we had the Byron Nelson, he was like, I want to see you again. Will you go out with me? You know, like that kind of thing. I was like, <laughs> okay you know like he didn't wait he didn't wait and then after we saw each other he was like i'm gonna see you again can we go out again well we just had such a good time it was a natural thing and, and we became really great friends so she's still mm. she's the best friend that i think i'll ever have on the planet and you know it's it, mm -hmm. it makes me question what god's plans are for heaven because as wonderful as i know that's going to be i can't imagine that it wouldn't be made all the much better to have a continued relationship with her up there. So well, that'll be, uh, we'll, we'll be in continued relationship for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's going um, to be spectacular. So um, uh, now you've been married and have children. Uh, what, uh, Jeff, what kind of uh, work do you do? Um, well, up until uh, about five months ago, I did commercial real estate lending. Mm -hmm. uh, most recently, I was doing commercial real estate lending to car dealerships, uh, which combines a love of cars. I've always been a car guy with yeah. uh, work that I really enjoyed. And that is having something tangible that I can help somebody else fulfill their dreams with. Um, so I look at real estate and real estate investing is it's a vehicle to help people you know, accomplish a, a greater goal. And since there's a tangible impact to it, it gives them a location for it. And it, it, it's been wholly rewarding. Um, Angela and I had been praying for probably the last, uh, what, year and a half, maybe mm -hmm. a year. Um, our business that we own uh, was taking more and more of my time and it was starting to grow legs that needed additional management help and so finally, having taken that decision to God independently, he was telling us the same thing. Now is my timing. Go ahead and, and take the step. Come into the business full time. Bring what you have learned from the corporate world, from being, you know, looking at things as a business person into your small business on a full time basis. And so we let go of about half of our income again. And so that's it's a big step of faith. You know, I, I've got a daughter who's headed off to college tomorrow that that all needs to be paid for. I've got a son who is in the process of learning to drive and we have gotten somewhat comfortable financially that uh, provided a sense of security and you know, literally pretty much overnight, God said, let's change that. Let's yeah. make you a little uncomfortable mm. again. Let's have you step out on faith, take a risk. And there's no better time to do it than right now. So that's what we did. Yeah. Well, uh, our next session, we're going to talk a little bit more about that process. But as you're uh, learning and, and basically you're, you're receiving God's will, uh, which obviously you've been, <laughs> been instructed to trust me, uh, which is interesting. Um, talk about your abiding uh, process. What does that look like individually for you? How do you spend time in the word? How do you spend time in your uh, relationship with the vine how does that what does that look like for you and then the next session we'd like to go more in depth about your decision making and how did you come to these conclusions so uh, maybe you could share a little about about just your abiding process uh, Angela and then Jeff uh, you follow that yeah um, 
So, you know, I've had to do a lot of inner work, not only as a believer, but I'm getting my master's in clinical mental health counseling at Liberty oh, University. Wow. So I'm going so to be a, um, I'm a dietitian now, but I'm going to do dual role mm-hmm. uh, counseling and um, dietetics. So, you know, they take you through your own journey, you know, because if you're going to help people, you kind of need yeah. to do your own work, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And um, so I guess what I've realized in the attachment process when I was younger, you know, with the divorce, it really was such a monumental shift in my life that I've kind of had to continue to heal as I've grown. And so anxiety, um, lack, the, the, the loss of security mm-hmm. is always a thing that I'm dealing with. Um, and so that's where abiding really has just really, really spoken to me. Um, you know, I've always been a strong personality. My mom was a strong personality. She was one of the top real estate agents in St. Louis. So I, I grew up, you know, watching a, a strong woman, uh, you know, make something of herself when she had, she was a single mom and had to do what she had to do. And I learned that, you know, if you don't do it yourself, it doesn't happen, you know? Uh, there was a lot of like autonomy way early for me because my mom was working. Um, and so I got, I developed that really strong work ethic early on. And so I have to always know where my work stops and God's work has Mm -hmm, to take, mm -hmm. um, take over. And it's a constant thing that I have to do every day. Unfortunately, I wish I could like figure it out once and then just go on autopilot. But (laughs) I noticed (laughs) that if I, I mean, it, I, I'll lose it. I'll take over really quickly because of my personality. So um, abiding for me is um, daily, um, just meeting God in the morning and, and really um, basking in his love, his unconditional love and acceptance of me. Um, so I can actually exude that similar love to other people. Um, Cause I still see patients. I also, lead a team of you know 16 dietitians um we are in a rapid rate of growth i'm in you know grad school starting internship so i'm gonna start counseling people as a as a as a counseling intern so um now there's a lot of people that will be looking to me that look to me for help so i'm constantly realizing that just like moses i i just need to be willing um and then he will work through me. So abiding is, is, is really what helps me do what I do. Yeah. Do you, um, is your, go ahead. I'm going to say, I think it's also important to know that you're planting a flag for counseling firmly in, in the foundation that you've built on God. And so as she's building some of the, who am I, who are you counseling with type information, she is upfront that she's a believer and that her belief system comes from the anchor that God gave us in the Bible and his word that hasn't ever changed. So I think that kind of a consistency will help her stay in a, in a place mentally that she needs to be to help others. And, and I know that's really important because it's all part of the abiding process. Right. It's planting and what a gift that yeah. is even because yeah. there, there are not enough counselors out there doing that. And so they give yeah. a semblance of healing, but no real healing that's because right. they're not bringing right. people back to Jesus's feet. Yeah. That's right. And as you're, as you're abiding to you, um, uh, what's your experience with journaling? How does that work for you in terms of processing things with God? 
Well, I mean, he speaks when I write. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I learned that early on when I was going through the breakup, um, that really bad breakup, and then brought me to church. And I was like, I was just in such a, a growth time in my life in those 20s. I mean, just so much of, of, of the Lord, I felt his hand on me. And um, I would spend those mornings literally for like sometimes an hour and a half, just like mm. writing. And mm. as he would write, I would write, he would literally flow through me and wow. speak through me. So it's amazing that, you know, just when you start like writing, maybe something about a devotional that you, you know, listen to or are read, and you just start kind of jotting some thoughts and it's just almost like the pen just kind of comes alive. So journaling is such a big part of the experience. Yeah. Of writing. Yeah. Beautiful. Jeff, how about you? How does, uh, what does abiding look like to you? Um, you know, it's a funny thing. The more time you spend with God, the more of his wisdom he shares with you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's probably pretty obvious to most, but actually doing it is difficult. Um, you know, COVID was looked at as such a scourge on society when it hit a couple of years ago. Um, for me, it was the opposite. Um, I had anywhere in between an hour and 15 minute and a two hour commute. <laughs> so you were just gifted a lot of time all of a sudden, huh? It, I was, and the ability to get up in the morning and instead of feeling rushed through a devotional, I could sit down with it and find a nice quiet place in the house and really spend as much time as I needed just with God. Yeah. And it was great. You know, I'd finish up and I'd put some praise music on. And the way that I approached the day started changing. Um, it, it was truly amazing. It, it It's just a matter of that consistency over and over and over again. You know, the, the meetings that you start the day off with, you know, just the joy that comes out of me wasn't my own. It was God's. Yeah. And, um, it, it was fantastic, uh, you know, the ability to, to be here where it's it, it's relatively quiet compared to the open office concept that, that I was in. Um, you know, it, it's pretty remarkable. It, I can it's easy to pray. And so as I came to decision points throughout the day, God, what do you have to say about this? It's always the best question to ask and then just wait for an answer. Yeah. Um, Continue to be able to do that over and over and over again is a lot of what abiding looks like for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've tried things my own way. Um, I feel highly capable, and I don't mean that in a prideful way. I mean that in a way from my own humility is that that has been my downfall is that when I try to do things on my own, they don't work anywhere close to Mm -hmm. what God can do. And so it's, uh, you know, it's a matter of abiding for me is plugging into the source of creativity, the source of wisdom. And that's what I want for my life. Um, And so that's been the biggest change for me is to continue to just ask God that day after day after day. And when we hit big decision points, you know, it's a matter of let's talk about it. Let's take it to prayer and then let's come back together and share what God has has shown us yeah and as you're uh, you know explaining that uh, and we'll uh, end end our time and look forward to this next session we have with you to talk more about how that applied to this decision you're making in, in your life but you said something really significant that's really profound and simple on that well you just get to spend time with God <laughs> so yeah. uh, you know how fantastic yeah. is that that the God of the universe cares enough about you personally mm-hmm. to discuss talk dialogue 
and share his heart with you and then you get to join him so Kathy, it couldn't be a better way of putting it. We just, what a privilege we have. God says, well, why don't you come spend time with me and enjoy it? Uh, right. And that's really abiding. Yeah, that's a beautiful description of abiding. So thank you guys both for sharing uh, this time. We're going to uh, pick it up again uh, next section, which will be next week, to uh, discuss about your decision-making and how you approach that, particularly with this interesting thing that's up. And it'll be fun to... Uh, hear about it and then maybe come back and revisit with you later about the outcome of all that so we're excited so Kathy we'll we'll see them we'll see you again tomorrow for end times Friday and then we'll see them again uh, the following week right looking forward to it thanks for sharing your story guys can't wait to hear more yep. so thanks for joining thank us thank everyone. You. have a great day yep all right we'll, we'll see you guys soon thank you for joining us for today's episode of come and see your podcast for truth in a world of chaos Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.